Hello. They love when I do that. Welcome to episode number five, Cutting Weight. Glad everybody have everybody back and uh, stepping on the scales of time with us. I'm joined again by Shitty Jim Ayers. Hey, 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 And Colonel, Colonel Michael Stahl. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Retired. Colonel Retired Colonel Michael Stahl. So yesterday was, uh, was Veterans Day. Yes, it was. So yeah. I'm sure we've told you before. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Michael. Um, Thanks for your support. I, I do what I can. Believe what you can. Believe oh, what I you appreciate can. it. It was a great, uh, it's always a great day to enjoy the, um, you know, the appreciation of friends and family and the American people. And uh, took off work early, went to the VFW, grabbed a 85 cent can of beer. What kind of beer was it? It was a, it was a Miller Genuine Draft. It was lukewarm. That's kind of how they come at the VFW. I think that's how those are supposed to be served. Yeah, actually. I think uh, it's best at room temperature. Uh, but it's you know it's a great uh, great little scene down in Aurora, one of the few places you can still smoke in pretty liberally. <laughs> <laughs> Not nobody's going to tell those guys they can't smoke. Yeah, no, you uh, yeah you can uh, you can hear just the raspiness in everyone's voice and the wheezing of their lungs that uh, they've all they've all done their. They've all served their time with the U.S. military and the good people of uh, Philip Morris. Yeah, we had a we had a cool thing at work yesterday where they uh, basically had a big like Zoom meeting. One of the head, head guy of operations for the company had a bunch of veterans that work for us. Kind of just shared their stories and you know a bunch of people listened, told them hey thank you and it, it was really it was really neat. I just kind of took the time, didn't do anything else, just for an hour listening to them. It was. Uh, it was really cool. So one of the, one of the things they uh, they asked them was, uh, you know, can you tell us a little a story that you know you just really remember, kind of sums up your time, or just a, a funny story you remember? And then another question they had was, what was what's your what's your favorite like military movie? Oh geez, favorite military movie. I guess I'll answer that one first. The, like, uh, does this need to be like a realistic movie or like? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I would start off Rambo. with. Um, so I'll say Stripes was one of my favorite military <laughs> movies. Um, I based a lot of my military career off of that movie. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, Sergeant Major Tony Lyles would say that a lot of my drill and ceremony was was Bill Murray-esque at the end of the movie. I, w- I would always screw something up whenever we were in formation. And, you know, you'd have to do some pretty complex stuff and make, uh, you know, shout out commands to, you know, geez, we had 750 guys in our battalion over a large parade field and everyone's watching every step you make. And, uh, I would always screw something up, but Tony would bail me out and like whisper in my ear, like, Hey, turn around. <laughs> oh yeah. I should be That's facing the yeah. <laughs> I should be facing it. <laughs> right. Right. So, but, um, stripes is a great military movie. Uh, even if it's not, uh, completely based on some of the, the military equipment that we use, the old Winnebago with, uh, what was it? What was the name? It was like the X three fifty or something. It was like I some. I can't even remember. I need to find that out. There's so many other great ones, but you know, uh, the uh, the other movie that I really like, and it's not. It's more of a science fiction movie than a than a military movie. But the start of Predator is what I really wanted. My that's what I thought my military career is going to be like. Those guys in a blacked out helicopter, they're all friends. You know, some of them hate each other, but some of them, you know, but would still die for each other. They're, uh, it's a diverse bunch. You know, you've got Jesse the Bonnie, 
Arnold, you've got, you know, uh, Dutch, you've got the whole gang, you know, riding into, riding into, you know, a fight that they're sure they'll lose probably against, uh, well, you know, they go and take out what a Colombian, Colombian drug cartel, but then, uh, you know, running, run into an alien. And that pretty much sums up my military career. Frankly, I almost <laughs> lived that to a T. Um, but, but I, I, just, I really loved like, you know, the, the special operations feel of that movie and how they kind of set that up. But there's so many great military movies out there. Saving Private Ryan, Platoon. I mean, it's all. Yeah, those were a couple of ones that people so mentioned great. yesterday. Yeah, they're all so yeah, great. Not being part of Vietnam or World War II and certainly not taking anything away from the greatest generation. The, you know, none of, my, none of my military or combat experience would come close to what, what those guys experienced on Omaha or Utah Beach or, or even in, you know, LZ X-Ray or anything like that. And we've had some close calls and some, some you know, some harrowing times for sure in my military service but those are those are some great movies and i think you know people would be surprised to find out that a lot of the time when you're overseas you're just kind of waiting like it's some of it is excruciatingly boring could you imagine if you had a podcast listened to like this but then punctuated by moments of absolute sheer terror i would have i would have loved a, uh, a podcast like this to let me let me cut some weight over there because there's a lot of weight to cut but then but then the you know, the flare goes up, and then you're out the door, and you're 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 flying into flying into zero percent illumination for a, a kid who's hurt or uh, or some or troops in contact, and that's when that's where you make your money. Sometimes you're sitting around watching, you know. Sometimes you're sitting around just watching old movies, you know. Uh, one of the funnier stories about I, I I always think about this story because. I was on a medevac mission, and um, you, you 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 get the aircraft ready at the start of your shift, and you go on medevac duty. Well, you've got 15 minutes from the time you get the medevac call to be in be wheels up off the ground, going to the the point of injury. Um, and so you you get the aircraft ready, and then you shut it down, and then you just wait. You literally just wait for the call, and you pray that you know there is no call because that means nobody's hurt. Well, we all that night we were watching, I, you know, we might have been watching an NFL playoff game and we all kind of have taken our, our, you know, top, top of our flight suit off. We all have our t-shirts still on and we're all just watching this, uh, watching this, um, football game. And the call comes over the speakers, medevac, medevac, medevac. So we are all in a dimly lit room in the middle of the hangar. We're all trying to find like our clothes. And uh, I find mine, get it on. And I'm running out the door, and I see Alec Finley, who's six, you know, probably six two, two hundred and twenty five pounds, run, running out, <laughs> running out the hangar door, and looking like Chris Farley in a in a tiny, you know, fat guy in a little coat type deal. He's like, I can't find my shirt. I couldn't find. It. I couldn't find. It. Gets in the helicopter and. Your goggles are set up, all of your equipment's set up in the helicopter so you can just sit down, buckle up, throw it on your face. Well, he had left, we had both left our goggles in the center console and they're dialed up to like, to like your specs, right? Your eye, your, you know, the width of your eyeballs and everything else. So I slap them on my helmet and I'm ready to go and I'm sitting there and I had like pushed the buttons of the, the engine, the blazer already turning and Alex still, <laughs> Alex is still buckling in and he's like, Hey, hey, uh, sir! I think you, I think you're wearing my goggles, and I'm like, nope, nope, these are totally my goggles, my goggles, man. And he's like, no, nah, I, I think you might be, I think, yeah, I think you're wearing my goggles, and he, so he's filling them with them the whole flight, and uh, we end up going to get this, uh, 
you know, kid who, uh, you know, you get everything from a, you know, a kid that's bleeding out or has a broken leg or a gunshot wound or to a kid who's got testicular torsion or an <laughs> appendix ruptured or something like that. And, you know, sometimes if the weather's a little scosh, you're like, oh, you know, I, you know, what is it? Well, he's got an ingrown toenail. We're out of antibiotics at this fob and we need to get him up to Kabul to, to get him to a doc so he can get some more antibiotics. And he's like, yeah, we'll pass. We'll get him tomorrow. But then you get the call for a guy with testicular torsion, like, let's go get that poor soul. <laughs> I can feel his pain. We're going right now. Everybody We're going to save you, brother. Launch the Apaches, too. <laughs> but, uh, but that, you know, that was a, that was a fun flight with, uh, some great people. Yeah. Just honored to have done it. Very proud of it. I haven't told that story in a, in a while. It's a funnier one. You know, it's just, uh, I have, you know, a thousand stories like that probably. And that's why you join the VFW. Join the VFW so you can go hang out with those dudes. And everybody's, all those guys got stories, right? That's, that's probably the, I'm sure they do. You know, there's varying, you know, I think a lot of people get, get uh, wrapped up in the various like levels of veteranship, right? Like there's the kid that, you know, joined for two weeks and got chaptered out because he, you know, pissed hot for cocaine. And then there's the kid that, that you know was you know got kicked out for being too chubby and he's a, look he's a veteran he served you know he's one of the less than one percent of Americans who signed up and was willing to willing to put his name on the dotted line and and uh, go deploy if needed but and then you know there's the you know the special forces operations guys who who do everything in in darkness and secrecy and and um, you know do do some really high speed stuff every night. They're all, you know, they're all veterans to me. So come to the VFW, support, you know, you got to give back to those organizations. They're dying on the vine. If this new generation of veterans doesn't kind of give back, that, that place will just sink into the ground, I think, because they haven't real, really done a good job. I mean, it's just kind of, they've made it super exclusive, right? You have to be a veteran that has deployed to a foreign war. That's not, you know, that's, that's kind of tough. Like, so if you want to keep a, an organization going... Don't make it super exclusive. They put a lock on the door. You can't even get in unless you show like an well, ID. And I got to imagine though too, like guys that are younger veterans, you know, guys that maybe come in and they're in their twenties, early thirties, like they probably don't even, I mean, maybe they've heard of the VFW, but it's not even a, a place that like they want to go hang out. Cause it's probably not like really welcoming to maybe their generation. That's exactly right. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so many different types of, of, people that serve and um it's not yeah you don't you know if you don't want to go into a, a smoke-filled bar filled with you know you know ramps for handicapped people and people on walkers and it's a very old crowd and if you don't want to hear lee lee greenwood played you know at full throat 24 <laughs> 7 maybe it's not the club for you I, maybe the vfw someday will just be like a, a place where veterans can come and rave i don't know but that, that not, mean, not there yet, huh? No, we're not there yet. Not at all. There was a guy there full, dressed in his full like Vietnam garb, his old, his old OD greens with a, like a jungle hat, jungle boots tucked into his boots, and it was Veterans Day, and he was he was there to party. That's cool. I know um, this is like somewhat off subject, but I just thought of this. So every year we go, not every year, but like the three out of the last four years, we've gone out to visit my mother-in-law. And her husband, they they spend their winters in um, Coronado, which is like by San Diego, huge naval base um, where the Navy SEALs train. And you wake up in the morning, you look on the beach. I mean, they're running the beach. It's pretty cool to see. Um, very military. You know, so most of the people on Coronado, too, 
Um, if they're not like retired and living there, they're somehow affiliated to the Navy or whatever. So that one night I went out to dinner with everyone um, in our family and they were all going back to the their condo. And I'm like, ah, I'm just not quite ready for bed yet. I think I'm going to go maybe have a beer somewhere. So walk down the street and Coronado is kind of a ritzy little town. I mean, it's not a, it's not a cheap place to be, but there was one little tiny, you know, store window that had a neon light sign and it said beer. I'm like, oh, this looks maybe more more my style. So I walk in there and it, you know, it was like a Wednesday night dead. No one was in there. There's one other guy sitting at the bar. We're just watching a uh something on TV, whatever it was, and then you know, we kind of strike up a conversation. And after talking um for a little while, you know, he said he was uh he helped train the Navy SEALs in like hand-to-hand combat stuff because that's what he, you know, did for a while. He was a trainer. And then we talked a little bit more and a little bit more. And as I got to know him a little bit, he's like, hey, I just want to be honest with you. Like, I'm uh, I'm actually a Navy SEAL. I'm on SEAL Team 1. I didn't want to tell you at first because usually if you tell someone that and they're a huge douchebag, like all they do is ask you about like, what kind of awesome <laughs> missions did you go on? Like, did you kill Obama? Or not Obama, but uh, what's his name? <laughs> Osama, Osama Bin Laden. You know what I meant. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we started talking and he and I told him I had you know wrestling background. And we were just talking about, and he was in MMA and stuff like that too. So he currently was uh, an active SEAL, and he also um, helped train the SEALs for the, the hand-to-hand combat stuff. So I was pretty curious. I'm like, so like, what you know, what really happens like when you get into these like situations where you're you know you bust in through a door, there's enemy guy there, like he's got a knife, he's got a gun, you got a knife. You know, how does that even work out? He's like, it's just you know, it's crazy, but we try to show like the best possible way to basically defer any sort of you know harm to yourself and put more harm into them yeah. <laughs> so i'm like well what would you do like if i just like did like a and he knew wrestling so i'm like if i did like a high crotch like if i like grabbed your leg and like started just taking you to the ground he's like well just just do it right now so literally like it's a wednesday <laughs> night we're in this dive bar in coronado and he's i'm like are you serious he's like yeah yeah whenever you're ready just 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 like attack me <laughs> like all right and then I'd, I'd had a couple a couple beers at that point, <laughs> so I literally like lowered and just like blasted as like good of a like double leg slash high crotch as I could at that point, and within like two seconds I was tapping out because he had like somehow put his like hands on my you know carotid artery and I I was blacking out and couldn't breathe in like two seconds <laughs> and I'm like tapping and he's like he's like so that's kind of what we do I'm like yeah that would work that yeah, would work yeah, that would man, work very thanks, well thanks for your service <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave now. So, well, the yeah, the VFW that I was at was actually right across from Geauga Lake. It's in you know in Aurora there. So I I did run Mike, into Mike a was, seal Mike train. Was pointing south southeast here. Yeah, no, but but, uh, but it's right across from Geauga Lake, and I did one of the guys there actually did train seals, but it was actually <laughs> way back in the day, and uh, oh. we had a different conversation about how you get them to balance the balls on their their snout. Right, and, and like um, how many how many fish can they eat a day? I mean, yeah. And I said, "Well, what would you do if I did this to you?" And he said, "I would, I would, I would rear back on my hind legs and clap my clap my my fins together, most likely." Oh. And I said, "Wow, that's impressive." I mean, every little bit counts, Mike. Yep. Everybody's doing their part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of doing their part, I'm uh I'm almost done with this beer that we started drinking. What are we drinking today? Uh, so it's uh from the Platform Beer Company, just right out here in Cleveland, Ohio, again and again. We are looking for sponsors. If you're out there, if you're out there listening, <laughs> Platform's even got if, some money. Want, yeah, even if you want to just send us beer, like we'll take that. Yeah, sure. Pay us, in, pay us in beer. But um, anybody know what Plato means when it, you're talking about beer? No. What do you mean? It's a high count. Okay. This is a high count Plato, fourteen point six IBU forty six. But 
again, right, right, right in the sweet spot, 6%. Uh, this one's called Hayes Jude. and um, It's kind of a special meaning to you, Mike. You're a big Beatles fan, right? I do, yeah. Hayes Jude, it's not that bad. It's got tropical fruit, pine and grapefruit. Remember wow. to drink it into your mouth. Balance that ball on your snout. Again, that guy will probably, that's the, me meeting that guy was the gift that keeps on giving this whole Veterans Day. Good so, beer. What do you guys think? I mean, it's good yeah, stuff. I, uh, I first, I think, had a taste of it maybe at the end of summer, saw it, and uh, you remember it. You remember your first time? Yeah, I remember my first time. It was a night much like tonight, but uh, don't remember how that night ended. Anyway, tropical fruit, pine, grapefruit. Love all of those three things. So, and it's an IPA, which I happen to like those two. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a solid one. Uh, Platforms I don't love a lot of their beers, but this this is probably one of my favorites. Right there with Speed Merchant, which is like their white IPA. I do like that one. That's, uh, we've got some of that in the fridge as well, and that would probably be another one we're bringing there. But if you are really trying to get a sponsor, Shane, I would really go all in on Platform. Thanks. I second that. It, aren't they owned by Anheuser Busch or yeah, something? Bottom. Yeah, they got bought out, so they're no longer. Uh, a little tiny craft brewery anymore but they still i think do the craft beer but just have a lot more deep pockets to make stuff happen which hopefully you know they stay stay the course because i i love what they're doing i do it's good beer good beer what else you got in line for us here shane we have some some listeners that have been sending us some some fact checking some of our past podcasts this is a positive i think because Wait, a, wait, wait, we have listeners? We have listeners. <laughs> That's the number one thing we should take out of this. There's listeners. There are listeners that are listening. And uh, yeah, take us through the list. What are we, what, so we be, we're being fact-checked. What, what on specifically? Because I, I, again, part of the show was that we would half-heartedly research topics of the day. And that's what I told them when I, I was getting these. But we would also like just back. kind of make stuff up too. I mean, let's be honest. And again, a, a good portion of this would just be complete bullshit. But, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I wasn't going to do any research, but apparently some people are researching things we say. And, and one of them, I, I feel like I should have known this and we didn't stop each other. But so we were talking about, Mike, I think you mentioned it, Daniel LaRusso's mom and Karate Kid moving yes. him from New Jersey to take a job at a restaurant. Which I still uh, think that's a bad idea. I mean, I I'm going to stick behind stick I with would, that. But, but go on, go on. It was apparently she did not move them to take a job at a restaurant. She was moving to get a job at a, at a bank, in management at a bank. And she met him at the restaurant. I mean, but she was, had a business meeting going on. Was she like a teller? I don't know what Cause level Because that's basically being like a waitress kind of. I mean, no offense, but yeah, those I mean, are entry-level positions here, yeah, look, Mrs. I mean, LaRusso. Yeah, she, she was going there, and she was excited to find out that they had a management training program. You got to tell Miss LaRusso, you didn't know that before you made the 3,000-mile trek across the country? And also, you lived in New Jersey, the mecca of financial prominence in the world, the financial capital of the world, is New York City. You're going to pack up Daniel LaRusso and his dreams, bring him to the Valley, and pin your hopes on this dinner party at the Orient? That's a good point. You know, not. I mean, just thought of this myself. Like, how cool would it be in Cobra Kai Season 3 if somehow, like, LaRusso's deadbeat dad shows up? I want to see. Wow. That could be that could be Nicolas Cage. Like we talked about that. That could be. Yeah. But leaving I would, Lawrence brings Allie back, and also, what if Sensei John Kreese is really his dad? Wow. 
wow. Yeah. Wow. Soak that in, fellas. Mind blowing. I would like to see Daniel LaRusso. Maybe it's Artie Lang. <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of look alike. Or Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo could make Scott Bayo would be although, good. Although uh-huh. although Daniel Russo yeah. might be older than Scott Bayo. He was Why it's hard to true? say. Why no we, one's ever actually dated no one's ever carbon dated how old Daniel Russo is in real life. Why are we overthinking this? It's Steven Seagal. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Is he still with us? I don't know. You guys pause. But I think that. you need more of an Italian guy. Like Steven Seagal definitely wasn't Italian. You don't think he could pass for an Italian? Have you Gre- seen him recently? Greasy hair. Kind he's, of chubby. He's rather large uh, yeah. recently. I don't know. Hey, you're kidding me. Like the fatter you are, the cooler you are in Italian culture. <laughs> but but, but also, Italians don't the do fewer po- syllables. But there's not a lot of Italian guys that do like ponytails. That'd be a tough sell. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're brainstorming, and that's what you know. We're here to try to figure this out, obviously. Yeah. But we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. We'll, we'll get something. And, and and season three is going to be here before we know it, and we'll, oh, we'll really find out what yeah. happens. It's, it's, it's exciting stuff. And you know Johnny's going to botch that friend request up. I mean, he he doesn't even know how to use his phone. No, he's not tech savvy at all. Mm-mm. He's probably going to accept her as a acquaintance. So the the other fact check was we we I think we couldn't come up with the name of the apartment complex, but it was the the South Seas apartment complex or apartment. Because we have a really really sad sad friend of the show who actually was out in uh, L.A. For, for fun, and one of the days he spent driving to see this apartment complex. In R- Reseda. In Reseda. So, that, yeah. So, I mean, apologies to to that. Number one, yeah. Fan of the show. his whole family. Yeah, fan of the show. I re- yeah. Are we just not going to say his name, huh? You don't want to give him I, credit. No, he doesn't. We'll hold off till he comes on. He's going to be a guest one of these days, but... He's got he's got a long long he's got a long rider of demands to even be on the podcast. So yeah. yeah, it's kinda it's kinda like you know, have you you've heard of like some of the riders that famous rock and roll bands would have where like, you know, we want a bowl of M and M's but we only want yellow M and M's and we you know mm-hmm. the list is very long for, yeah. for this one. But and I have a list for him of things that he has to be willing to discuss to even Yeah, come I mean on, you so. gotta you know, it's a give and take. We'll be able to get to it. So speak, speaking of stories, uh, Jim, we were, we were talking stories before we got uh, started the podcast here. Your son, Howie, has had some uh, interesting stories. Yeah, and it was, one, kid. it was one that kind of came up on Sunday that I had I'd forgot because it was, geez, it was probably like six, seven years ago. And uh, so we were playing golf on Sunday. It was a beautiful day. It was probably one of the last nice days we we're going to get up in these parts, at least, till the springtime. So... Me and uh, my son and my wife and my sister-in-law all decided to go play some golf on Sunday afternoon. And we're having a great round, you know, just fun hanging out, nothing too serious, just having having a good time, pretty casual. And we get on to, I don't know, maybe it was like the seventh hole. I, I had a, a makeable putt, you know, but it, it just kind of slid by. And I wasn't even that mad, but I kind of jokingly said like, ah, mother Hubbard, son of a biscuit just kind of joking around and i then i looked over to howie and said uh oh, sorry howie sorry i had to use that kind of language with you and he just kind of laughed and i said i know Howie, you're in sixth grade now just out of my own curiosity like have you have you ever sworn do you swear at all and I, I don't know if he was like too embarrassed to say and he just kind of blew it off like uh no i don't i don't really think so i don't think so and then my wife she's like oh actually howie i remember when you swore one time and uh, I'm like, what do you, you know? What are you talking about? Tell me, the, tell me the story, because I don't remember this. So this was like, you know, he, I think he was a second grader. He uh, was hanging out with some friends of ours when we lived at a different house in the Heights, and 
my wife had to drive him and his friend into another kid's house. And at that time, like Howie was just, he was probably like right on the verge of like getting out of work, like having to use a booster seat. And maybe he was in like first grade. I don't even remember. But so he was still like, he probably didn't need a booster seat. But my wife, who's, you know, probably errors on the side of caution said, uh, yeah, you know, Howie, you still need to use a booster seat. So, you know, she jumps in the front seat to drive him over to their buddy's house and uh, his one buddy jumps in the back and Howie jumps in the, you know, in the back and gets into his booster seat and buckles it up. And the other kid doesn't have a booster seat, so he just buckles it. And the kid's like, hey, Howie, um, why do you still have to use a booster seat? And, then, you know, the, the two kids are just talking to each other and Vanessa's, you know, my wife's not really paying attention. And he's like, yeah, like, Howie, why do you have to still use a booster seat? Like, I don't have to use a booster seat. He's like, oh, because my mom's an asshole. <laughs> and she, Vanessa, my wife Vanessa just like looked back and just like said, what did you just say? And, you know, but it was almost like the way he said it from what I heard was just like so perfectly placed that like she wasn't even mad. At it. And I'm not even sure he knew what it meant. And God knows where he've ever, he'd ever heard that word yeah, from. Yeah, I'd never heard that in his house. But I'm just sure. the way he's like, oh, I don't know, my mom's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just, and when she got home and told me about it, like later that night, I just, I was laughing my ass off for an hour. I kind of wanted to high five him. <laughs> and I waited till Vanessa went to bed and I kind of snuck in. How was you? I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic because he didn't go. He didn't go where most, you know, misogynist six-year-old kids would go. He didn't, you know, use the B word. No. Thankfully, true. he didn't use the C word. Well, I'll, the, another funny story. Since we're on the <laughs> on the top, really quick. This was maybe like th- two or three years ago. I get home from work, put dinner down on the table to eat, and we're we're just about ready to dig in. And Howie's like, "Hey, mom and dad, what does um what does pussy mean?" <laughs> and like, and we have, I have two younger daughters, you know, two sitting there and Vanessa and I just kind of look at each other like, <laughs> bad time for this conversation. So we just kind of played it off like, Oh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. And then how he said it in the most like genuine, you know, way that he just was like, probably heard it at school. The kid's got a real interest in pussy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he's just a chip off the old block. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but where he gets that from, it was just so, you know, he said it in a way where like he just literally like heard it and like I wonder what the heck this means. So we kind of like put it on pause and said, you know, we'll we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. So, you know, the night goes on. We, we're trying to get the kids to bed. This is like you know two three hours later, trying to get the kids to bed. I forget about the the whole pussy comment entirely, and you know I'm getting my one daughter to bed. Vanessa's getting Howie to bed, and I come like walking out of my daughter's room to walk into the kitchen and happen to be passing Howie's room and Vanessa's in there trying to get him to bed. And just out of the corner of my ear, I, I hear Howie say, Hey mom, when are we going to talk about pussy? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she didn't even know what to say. I had to hold every single piece of you know my laughter and, and just like sprint into the kitchen. Cause I couldn't even hold it anymore. I was just like, Oh, this, that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. I yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall where when which, Vanessa which, yeah. would, would I don't think Vanessa's ever said the word pussy. <laughs> no. Did she explain it to him or anything? I don't know. I, I didn't hang around long enough. I couldn't have been able like I would have been no help. I yeah, I, whatever conversation ensued, I'm I'm sure is just would have been an absolute riot to be a part of. <laughs> Talk to your father in four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think your father knows this better. <laughs> uh, when are we gonna talk about pussy? Hey, I mom, when are we going to talk about pussy? But he just said it, like, same with the, the first other story I told. Just, like, just matter of fact, like, <laughs> hey, it's been on my mind. Like, when, 
when are you gonna when are you gonna like shed this light onto this yeah. subject that I kids are talking about this. I want to know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I want to get it from you two straight. I want the straight poop about it. I don't, <laughs> don't want to mess around. So when are we gonna when are we gonna talk about it? I want it. I want it on the calendar. I mean, I I'd like to schedule a time myself to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Vanessa. If you are gonna talk to Howie about it, I'd also like to talk to you about it at some point because. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about it, and um, I'd like to talk to it. <laughs> I'd like to move my lips around yeah. it. Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. All right. Oh, Shane, you crossed the line. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong Sorry, with you? Sorry, I was trying to be cool. All right. So dial it back. So let's 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 get off of that. I mean, I, I saw that going down a dirty, dirty stream, Shane. We were talking about my little golf weekend on, or not weekend, but playing golf Sunday. I know Shane's got his master's hat on. Uh, I think most of the listeners probably know, if they're golf fans, that the uh, master's started this morning down in Augusta. I think there was some inclement weather to begin the round, but they got a good chunk of it in. The one I didn't get a chance to watch most of it, or any of it really, other than a couple highlights when I was uh, watching my phone while driving, trying not to crash. I will say the one thing that was like, I did watch this. You know how they, every year they have this ceremonial like tee off guys and it's kind of dwindled because like a lot of those guys have, you know, died like Arnold Palmer used to always do it and like he's gone. But so this year it was just um, Jack Nicholas and Gary Player and I happened to see the Gary Player tee off and I don't know how old he is. He's probably like upper 70s, you know, maybe 80s, but I know he's known to be kind of a, a health nut, you know, and works out all the time. This guy literally like got up there with the smoothest swing I've, you know, I could have ever imagined to make personally, and my swing's terrible. And he just got up there, teed it up, and just whacked it. I mean, the sound that it made, the, his swing was beautiful in it. It was, uh, it was pretty cool to see, and it, him get up there and hit it and just kind of stare it down. I mean, it might have only went 100 yards, but if you just watched the guy swing, it's like, damn, that guy still got it. I heard, good. I heard Jack good. Nicholas say, "Like I'm glad, I'm glad it was dark out still, so nobody could see where my ball went." Well, they gotta they gotta start so early now because it gets dark at like five o'clock. You know, right. yeah, yeah. Normally, That's one of the problems of having the Masters in the fall, which is daylight savings time. Let's let's just get away. Let's do away with it. Well, you're still only gonna have so much hours of daylight. It just depends on when they would fall, right? Can I tell a funny Arnold Palmer story? Yeah, yeah. So I heard this, you know third hand of course and i don't you know who knows if it ever happened but i it's it's legendary and it's a great story either way but so ben roethlisberger when he's coming up he's a pretty good golfer scratch golfer you know we, we said this story in our very first podcast right we did yeah oh right, we'll edit this up. <laughs> great story Mike. i was like oh mike has another Palmer we're, story. we're in episode five and we're already doing reruns <laughs> All right, I'll have another drink. You or guys maybe go our, on the show. Maybe it was our, no, it was probably our second one when Jim was with us. Because, That's right, because I remember sitting here listening to that story. Yeah, because we were talking about the Brown Steelers, and we were making fun of Roethlisberger. It's a great story. Well, it's been fun doing this podcast with you guys. We're out of stories. <laughs> we're out of stories. What about, well, let's, let's keep talking about What about Masters. Arnold Palmer's illegitimate son that's from, that lives in Cleveland? What? <laughs> that's a like, true story. I feel like you told me this before. Wait, go ahead. I don't, I mean... Stahl was talking about history like through third hand. I like this is like through 50 people. But when Arnold Palmer was a he was like a club pro at Pine Ridge, and I think he was in the he was like for a while, like maybe before that, he was stationed. He might even been in the Coast Guard. Does that sound right? Was he I have no like idea. a reservist? Okay, I, as the <laughs> as the sole veteran in this I, room, I think he was, I don't know. I think he was a bit of a philanderer. 
You don't know if every person, whether they've been I mean, veteran or not. I think in later in his career, he was more of a philanthropist. <laughs> but I think early on, he was a philanderer. And uh, I think he might have met some a lady in the Cleveland area and had a, had a love child. And I don't know. He never talks about that. I've never asked him. I've never met the man. It could be a huge lie, but I'm pretty sure he's got a kid here that is uh, not from the wife that he was married to for many years. Fact well, check, fact check that friend of the show, Brandon. Yeah, well, I mean, if if Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods are any indication, there's been a lot of PGA baby batter dropped across the country. Yeah, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So, so our Masters, we do a Masters pool every year. I know we touched on that. We had the draft this past weekend, and uh, how'd your how'd your guys' teams turn out? Uh, my team turned out very Asian, <laughs> uh, and you don't go Asian at Augusta. That's one thing that they always say. Um, but the, uh, I just got an email from somebody from work from Korea named Sang Bum Lee. Uh, just at the exact moment you <laughs> is said he playing that. at the Masters right now? He might be on Sal's team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Uh, so I I was late getting to the draft due to work, and uh, I, I I selected auto draft. That's entirely on me. Um, which, if you are not going to attend the draft in person, it means basically that you don't get the next player that's ranked in the world you get whatever asian is left that no one wants uh but i would say despite all that i mean i'm not doing well in the tournament right now but some of those guys showed up today i mean i've got two of those two of those guys are minus two i think tyler hatton's minus one i mean my draft is not you know i'm probably not gonna win but um yeah i'm just i'm middle of the road right now 10th place out of 20 teams so I'm one place out of, or one point out of last place. So, uh, the thing, <laughs> I, I kind of help orchestrate this tournament every year, and I don't really spend any time like researching golfers. That's so I just kind of go with the flow. And this year we had, um, it, it was my second round pick. I think my first pick I picked Matthew Wolf, who had actually had a good day today. But my second round pick, I'm just looking for like, you know, who's the best guy available or someone that you know is around there that's best known and I, and I grabbed the paper and the first guy up on the list was Jordan Spieth and at that point he would have been probably you know like 30th pick or something like that and I'm like all right I'll take Jordan Spieth he's won it before and this and that and then I realized I took I like grabbed the wrong piece of paper like I was on the bottom so he because currently I think Spieth's ranked like 75th in the world <laughs> and he hasn't won it before he's, he's won the Masters did he win it yeah oh okay my bad I'm, I'm pretty sure, didn't he? I thought he did. I thought he put yeah, on the he green jacket. Back, that's like right. He came back and won it. Like he's one After, of the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. He won was the it, Masters. Was that when Rory imploded? He hasn't won. Um, well, he imploded one year. Speed. Yeah. And then he came back and won it the next year. Yeah. yeah. He won. He's won the Masters. He's won the British Open. And he's won the uh, U.S. Open. Because he won it at Chambers Bay. I'm right. pretty sure. He has yet to win the PGA. So, my team's terrible. I mean... I'm not surprised. After the draft, I'm like, uh, I have no chance. But Frank Matola, past winner. Friend um, of the show. Friend of the show. Also uh, has a hand in the creative content of the show. We'll find out later. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we'll not. Depending. But if, if he wins, we'll definitely take that away from him. Right. But he's, Didn't he's pay, in the lead. Did not pay the entire fee. And no, he tried. He tried to saying, skate. Yeah. It's a $50 entry. It was pretty clearly stated on all... Correspondence. You know, fifty dollars. We've been doing this for ten years, and it's fifty dollars every year. So it Frank says it, it says it on the mailer. He Venmo's me forty dollars. 
What kind of like what kind of jokester move is that? The gall. Oh. This guy. I don't know. I, this might be his last year. If he wins again, like yeah, Frank, he's probably out. Put the guitar down and and put put your put your skateboard down for a second, Frank. Yeah, let's not drop in on the on the pool. And this let's this just ain't your neighborhood half pipe, Frank. No, Frank. This is this is Masters Week, okay? Yeah, show some up. show some respect for the game. Well, Jim, if it makes you feel any better, your brother I think does the most research out of anybody, and he's tied with me, and I did no research. Yeah, well, I mean he, it's early. He's also become obsessed with golf recently, which, you know, probably plays into that. So it is early. I mean, I think even after, like, today's first-round scores for the team, you know, there's still so many holes that are left for, like, guys to play because it got dark and they called it. You never know. Never never count anybody out except I'm pretty sure I'm out. <laughs> never, <laughs> never count anyone out, but you're out and I'm out. Shane's probably out. Yeah. And – uh it is kind of it does sometimes come down to those dark holes. Which brings <laughs> me back to the same point. When are we gonna talk yeah. about pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Any hoot. We were talking earlier. Bring us bring us back here, Shane. <laughs> let's let's bring it back. I, I love just telling funny stories, so you do tell some funny stories. Tell no, us a funny story, Shane. I tell Shane. no funny tell stories. Tell us a funny story, yeah, Shane. Come on, Shane. I love listening to you guys tell funny <laughs> stories. I don't have any good funny stories. But didn't um Something about you guys and heroin. There's a couple stories. Yep. Yeah. I know this boy. is a little off, little off the wall. <clears throat> and for your parents, in case they're listening, how about, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think they ever actually <laughs> did a heroin. That's a weird segue. Yeah. Speaking of stories, Speaking tell about the stories. Heroin. Tell us about heroin. You two, heroin. We, yeah, for the record, we've never done heroin. No. I'm to glad. my knowledge, although I was alarmed one night. Road trip. We were down in Florida prior to. Um, Prior, prior to weighing in the next morning. No, this was um, this was Michigan Open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. The Michigan, next one. We were in Michigan State. We were in East Lansing. We, yeah, we have so many heroin stories that I'm aware of. <laughs> they all get jumbled up over the years. Yeah, so we, we yeah, you're right. We travel up to Michigan and we're, you know, people are cutting weight for the first time and we're getting down to, uh, it's a late night and, you know, everybody's going to sleep with dry mouth and, and what have you, and it's it's always hard to sleep on on nights like that before a big tournament, and also before you know first tournament of the year, but also uh, you know you're you're cutting weight. Well, I was awakened that night by my roommate Jim Ayers, like rolling around in his bed, you know, back and forth, tossing and turning. He's like he's moaning and groaning, and oh, no, no, heroin, heroin. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really. I, I tried to wake him, but he, he wouldn't. He, I couldn't. I couldn't really wake him. Couldn't get him um, out of his sleep, and he just kind of went on and on about heroin, kind of all night. <laughs> well, the, uh, finally, I, I get. I do finally get some sleep, and uh, we wake him in the morning, and uh, we hop in the van, go to weigh-ins, weigh-in, and then finally, like, I something happens. Like Jim, what what in the hell were you dreaming about last night? You were, you were, I don't know, I don't know, what, 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 what? I'm like, you were yelling about heroin all night long. Heroin. I was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, you just say the word heroin over and over and you were pretty upset about it. And I, it, it turns out you were having some dream where someone had. Yeah, I, I was put, having a dream that someone was like, uh, 
trying you know trying to inject heroin in me i don't remember like the whole story behind it and uh you know i just i was trying to avoid it and it was crazy i think i might have been like tied down as against my will type deal and someone was trying to get me hooked to heroin i was obviously freaking out about it i think i freaked you out more than uh i was freaked out myself yeah so the next night we go out and we get some heroin <laughs> just to see just to see what this will no but the, so later so later on that same season we're we're down in florida this time and uh every night you know down in florida it's always a great time because you go out you go down to the duels you wrestle um in orlando right yeah and, we wrestle um, in orlando it's a great competition it's um uh, you know it's it's great it's a great uh scene down there we're, we're in florida we're in, in the middle of uh december to to the new year the new year uh, you know the tournament ends on december you know 28th or whatever and then we go train for a couple of days and we and we end up staying down there in in fort lauderdale or orlando actually and we 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 spend new year's there and then we go then we go to down, lauderdale yeah, for then to, lauderdale and we after new year's to train for like a week train for a week before we went up to lycoming for the for the duels uh the national duels well that night is always a ton of fun it's a it's always a great time with great people and we uh Weird, weird things always happen. Well, Jim and I get separated from from the bunch. We end up going to a couple of different clubs, and we come back the next morning and and meet up with the rest of the guys. And our good friend Justin Kerr, who's a real real oddball, <laughs> um, um, asks us, "Hey, hey, uh, uh, Mike, Jim, I didn't, didn't see you guys last night. Where'd you guys end up at?" And, like, and Jim just very nonchalantly says. Oh yeah, we met up with a with a couple of girls, and we uh, you know went we ended up going back to their place, and none none of this is true, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we ended up going back to their place, and we uh, we did a little bit of heroin, and then, you know we called up the night, and he's like, and Kerr is like, oh well, that sounds pretty fun. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait a second, you and Stall did heroin. And Jim, and Jim is just egging him on. Yeah, we did a little bit of heroin. I mean, like what's, big, what's the big deal, dude? Big deal. We're not we wrestling for another week. Hey, hey, you you guys can't be doing heroin. You did you did heroin? <laughs> Finally, we had, like, I mean, we had him, him going. Like, yeah. I think on the bus, it was like from the bus ride from Orlando to Fort Lauderdale, which is like two or three hours. Like the whole time we had him on the ropes. Yeah, he's standing like in the bus. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll never forget like, his He's a big like lurpy dude. What? Wow. You... <laughs> I don't. I can't believe you installed it heroin. He's like going up and down. To, hey, did you hear what Stolen Ears did? <laughs> they did heroin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did heroin. We got a wrestling week. These guys are up there doing heroin. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that much, Justin. Jeez, relax. Jeez, it was just a, just a syringe, just a spoonful of heroin. <laughs> a spoonful makes of the sugar. wrestling go down. So I think the next logical step here um, in this podcast is to come up with a little. Maybe not weekly, but reoccurring bit that we can do that uh, just sheds a little light on us in general. I think, you know, for the most part, Jim and I have pretty much laid it out there. I mean, everything. You I know, feel like it. I we feel like we really hearts opened on our up. sleeve. Yeah. What you see I mean, is what you get. It's what the public wants. It's what the people want. I do. Yeah. And I think, I think the real, I think somebody who really needs the spotlight put on him right now is Shane Mignona. I mean, he's a, he's a tough nut to crack, but we want to try to kind of slowly whittle that away. Yeah, there's, there's I think there's a lot of pent up uh, energy there, and and potentially some skeletons in that closet. And 
This next segment of the show is really designed to just kind of bring that out, shed some light on it. I'm, um, I'm not sure why I agree to this, or if it's even going to do that at all. Well, we also have to keep in mind that he's the one that edits this show. <laughs> right. Because I'm not doing it. Absolutely not. You don't know how to do it. I barely know how to plug this microphone in. <laughs> it's it's every, a challenge every yeah, week. Every week, Shane shows us how <laughs> to set I, up I this I look equipment. like uh, Zoolander trying to get files out of a computer every time I try to plug this in. Yeah. But so any so anyway, the new segment that we might be seeing, it's called Five Questions with Shane. So Mike and I have come up with five questions that Shane will be asking us, but we have to answer them for what we think Shane would answer. Correct. Correct. So, so I just read the question. Shane. I don't say anything afterwards. I, and uh, honestly, this is the best way to get to know somebody by <laughs> that person asking a question about themselves and then someone else. Right. Telling you what they think about that person. This is exactly. Yeah, it sounds perfectly logical. This is exactly how. I think uh, through it all, we'll all get a little bit closer. I do, and I think you. you know it'll be worthwhile. And uh, some bridges, some bridges will be burned, but then rebuilt. I think. Because Rome wasn't burned in a day, right? Or, yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, Shane. So go ahead and show us what uh, what do you have for us. So the, uh, the first question written down here is: Do I sing in the shower? Does Shane sing in the shower? Do you want to take this mic, or do you want me to go first? I think Shane hums in the shower. Okay. I think he hums. I don't think I think he. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's even like 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 great. Like Gregorian, like monk chants. Yeah, no, it's, I'm thinking no, of that, that song from that. the '90s <laughs> yeah. where oh. it's like once there was this crash Shane t- crash who <laughs> sang in the shower and then he slipped and died of <laughs> broken neck of brain trauma. <laughs> no, I think he hums. I don't. You think he's a hummer? Yeah, I think I, he's just too modest to really belt it out in there, and then he's never been great with song lyrics. So I think he's a hummer, honestly. I mean, I. That's a good point. I, I've heard sing, Shane sing a couple times. Usually, it's like a female country song. I think he does sing. I, th- I think he, you know, he, he dials up his best Faith Hill or Shania and man, just let, I feel like a woman. Just bam, lets it rip. Bam, bam, bam. I think he, I think he sings in the shower. I mean, maybe we could, we could ask Kristen, his wife. She maybe she hears something here and there, but I, I do think he sings in the shower. I don't think he hums, but you know, it's. It's something that I would I would have to say sing. Yeah. Okay. Shane, you don't so, get to answer. So do you want to hear my like for some of these? Would you want to hear an answer or just <laughs> no, rather no, just no, leave no. it up? No, no, we don't need no, it. No, we've it's, already. It's I think we're already there. Yeah. You may hum or sing. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> or neither. Who do I think is hotter, Patrick Swayze or Bruce Willis? I'll take this, Mike. Um, <laughs> why are you so I, Why are you so eager to answer this one? I just Jim? I just think I have the answer. <laughs> Good, because so, this one's got me really bound up. Because go ahead. I I mean, stuck. let's be honest. They're both you know attra- you know handsome guys. But Shane did used to work at a country line dancing bar, which reminds me a lot of the bar that Patrick Swayze ran in Roadhouse. You mean Dalton? Sorry, Dalton. So the fact that he worked at a line dancing bar as a youth and Patrick, excuse me, Dalton ran the roadhouse. I just think that there's that connection there between Shane and Dalton. And uh, I would have to say he would, he would vote for Patrick Swayze. I'm in strong agreements here. I think Shane's a guy who, who wants to be not, who wants to be nice until it's time not to be nice. Okay. 
in Dalton's own words. And I think uh, I think he is a Patrick Swayze guy all the way. Long hair Patrick Swayze or short hair Patrick Swayze? I, I gotta say, dirty long dancing hair. or long? Yeah. I think long, like long, like when he was on uh, SNL with Farley, like that oh, Patrick Swayze highlights and everything. Yeah, the whole deal. Yep, feathered. Shane, we got you pegged again. Fluffed Go and ahead. feathered. Go ahead. Next question. I'm not even Good. allowed to comment. I don't even know if you... Did you know this about yourself? No, I'm learning, I think, I'm learning new stuff about yeah, myself. I was going to say, wow. I think Shane's really like in self-discovery now. <laughs> yeah, I think... Wow. Gosh, this must be exciting for you. Go ahead. Next question. <laughs> A lot of people pay big bucks to get this kind of therapy. We're doing it for nothing. All right, number three. We're, we're almost halfway there. If I wasn't an accountant what would i do if you weren't an accountant what would you do uh this is a this is a tough one because you scream accountant to me <laughs> that's not I, i'm not going to take that as a compliment by the way <laughs> no but you do i mean you, you're just you're you're, you're very you're, meticulous with yeah, what he does meticulous numbers oriented um like Always likes to point out when I'm wrong. Um, I just you're, you see, feel like you're always getting audited every yeah. time you talk to him. Right. It just seems, uh, I don't know. What would Shane do if he weren't an accountant? I'm going to say fourth grade social studies teacher. Okay. Do, do you even like social studies, Shane? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I like social All studies. Right. That was a good class. That's a legitimate I like answer. That. Yeah, I would say that, you know, access to little children. <laughs> I was just gonna say that wasn't a, that wasn't a horrible response. I guess I could see that, and then you had to go one step oh, too right. far. Shane, you don't. Again, this is. Hey, we're just trying to find out about you. You're looking you, in the mirror right now. Yeah, that's all. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people, people like love you. I don't know, I, Shane. Uh, I do see Shane and, and complete humor side. I see him in an education role, coaching role, and maybe I'm projecting here, but I, I, he's he's just a. Mild-hearted, good, values-based person. I, I could see in a in a role like that. What what about what about you, fireman? I don't know. Maybe no. maybe a maybe a maybe like the photographer that takes the pictures for the fireman's calendar. Yeah, <laughs> but what? No, I would. I mean, there's a couple ways. I I mean, you know, the one thing I was thinking of was that he's gotten big into uh, working out in his Peloton, so maybe he would be like a Peloton instructor. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's go, guys. Pedal, Come on, almost pedal, there. Pedal. Hey. I don't even know if that's, if that's what it sounds like, but but I don't think that. You know, the I just, one guy that, that does that on the Peloton is was an accountant. Well, there you go. So <laughs> maybe I'm not that far off. Hey, hey, just 22.6 miles to go. Get up <laughs> off those seats and pedal, boys. Hey, all, you know you can ride off this bike, you know. <laughs> So, so yeah. This is a business expense. You're working from home. <laughs> so Peloton instructor, maybe. But then I know in Shane's younger years, um, in college, he was a painter. So he worked with his uncle and he painted house and stuff. But I don't see him as a house painter, but more of like a Bob Ross painter, oh. you know, doing like landscapes and happy little trees. Yeah, he just kind of took me to a different place. I, yeah, maybe he's... I. I maybe he's doing nudes. Yeah, full frontal, full frontal nudity. Females, I hope. Yep, he's always had a good hand, um, just a good hand for pubic hair. <laughs> precise, very precise, subtle, yet very striking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, always, always good, uh, you know, and just some of his doodles. <laughs> when was the last time you saw my doodles? I hope to never see your doodles. I hope to never see them again, actually. 
<laughs> okay, so so we got so a painter s- uh, slash no, educator pa- slash social studies Peloton slash, instructor or accountant slash Peloton instructor. <laughs> All, All right, right. question number four. Okay, what do we got? Why did I agree to this? <laughs> I, d- I actually didn't agree to this. What's my favorite guilty pleasure? I'm gonna say the Bee Gees. <laughs> I, I would I I'd have to disagree with you right now. Like Shane is not a music buff, and I, I don't picture Shane like yeah, that's almost too listening to just seventies super BG ish pop music. I do like the Bee Gees though. Okay, Shane's. I wouldn't call it a guilty hey, pleasure, you're not, you're but not, you're not allowed to answer these, Shane. I don't know why sorry. you're talking. Let's just go go back to one of the back to back to the roots of every <laughs> the roots of the of the. The bud of every joke we've told about Shane is probably glamour country female artists. <laughs> it's just everything from Shania to what about like Carrie Underwood? Are you a big fan of her, Shane? I'm a big fan of Carrie Underwood. I don't know. I don't know about her music, but I just never, I like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> never heard a song she wrote. I like the look of Carrie Underwood. Wait, she sings? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know she sings. Well, I seen her on on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that's about it. Ah. Uh, Guilty pleasure for Shane. Guilty pleasure for Shane. I bet you have a library of Lady Gaga. Yes, you do. You know you do. You sicko. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You got it in there and you do. Oh my God. He's looking it up right now. Oh my gosh. He's showing us his his poker face right now. (laughs) I mean, that's a legit guilty pleasure. Like, the guy likes to gamble. I know that. He likes playing poker. I think, yeah, we we did. We we got to it. That's it. That's it. This is Poker Face. Gaga brought him to the Poker Face. Yep. Poker Face. And that's his guilty pleasure is he likes to play a little. He likes to play his Texas Hold'em, doesn't he? He sure does. Um, I think that's actually factual. You'd agree to that, wouldn't you? I'd love to play Texas Hold'em. You shut your mouth because this is not about you. I'm going to talk about about, poker right now. This is about what we think about you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. I miss playing poker right now with this whole uh, COVID thing. Can you still play online? Can, or? You can't get a game. You, you can, can get a but game I don't online. like. I don't really enjoy playing online that much, and I lose. I usually lose playing online. Whereas live, I have a better chance. What do you think like, is the difference? Do you think it's because you don't see like the facial cues? Do you think you're are, are you reading? Are you that socially aware where you're like reading people at the table and saying like, oh that that's a tell? Occasionally, after I've been in a table for a while, I have made good plays based on tells but some of it i mean the players online people that tend to play online are better first of all i so think like it's a, yeah. a low stakes game online is way harder than like a mid stakes game live have you ever, have you ever lost six thousand dollars to an eight-year-old kid in taiwan <laughs> no. named voodoo tong not that much Bucking but down. i probably lost Number. to a, a kid that age online you lost to a, to a six-year-old kid named howie said hey shane after this game can we talk about pussy <laughs> you know what i think one of his maybe secret pleasures is that we that he probably doesn't even know he has that like every time he drives by someone in his tesla he just says i ain't using gas motherfucker he just says boomer <laughs> and, and then and he probably has a little he keeps track of how much money he saved on not having to pump gas yeah. versus his electrical Just, bill. Can you He's got imagine how smart. I know I'm not allowed to answer, but I keep track of how much time I saved not I hope, having to pump gas. I have no idea how many dollars I've saved. I hope you edit every word of that out because <laughs> this is this is this is not No, but but I think a a great point is 
about the Tesla and the self the self driving is about to come around, right? How smug is Shane going to be when that happens? No. I drive a Jeep. You've got which a, is like a gas guzzler, right? It's the complete antithesis. It's of really smooth. It's, it's, it's really smooth ride. It's the anti-Tesla. It's a fantastic ride. And then you're, you're he's going to be just like. Uh, AI shaming me about oh, yeah. Shane. He's gonna be shaming. I've actually seen. Be a I've actually seen it already. Shaming. It'll be called shaming. Well, he looks down on us about our our mathematical capabilities and then also our inefficiencies when it comes to gasoline. So, you're so stuck on petroleum based oh, products. Oh God, you and your fossil fuel. <laughs> oh, would you? Do you have to use your hands to make that turn? Oh God. Oh what? You were awake the whole drive. I can't Are you guys have to get? Even you guys have to press the brake. <laughs> it's just horrible. Are you allowed to get blitzed and like have that car drive you home? I don't think you're allowed to. Shane, you can probably but do we'll, it. But Shane's going to do it tonight. <laughs> oh, buddy. Tesla, oh. here we go. That's a nice thing about. So, yeah, here in the here in the cabin, you guys take this right back to 306. When you no, get, I don't go on 306 at all. Oh, I, you go to Auburn Road. Uh, yeah. I, I hit 306. But it's still a straight shot. It's all rectangular. It's yes, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's two. It's like three turns. End of the day. All right. Wh- final question. Final question. Final Jeopardy. What is my favorite Disney princess movie? Wow. Where do you even start with this? I I, I mean it, I, it I see be, a lot of them because be I have two daughters. It. It'd be easy to say Frozen, but I'm not going to. Well, okay. Where are you gonna? What are you thinking? Shane's got a great sense of humor. I think he's also got an air for the majestic. Okay. And the magical. Yeah, I, I would agree. So I'm gonna say Aladdin. It's kind of. I was thinking Aladdin too. I'm gonna say Aladdin. Magic carpets. You've got. <laughs> Wasn't you know, uh, and uh, Robin Williams was like the voice. I mean, I think Shane. Robin Williams. He's got. He 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 he's got a flair for the uh, flair for the humorous. And uh, he likes tiny monkeys. Good point. Never thought of that aspect, but yeah, that, that could be spot on. Who doesn't love tiny monkeys? I don't know. Big monkeys? <laughs> yeah, they that. Wrong answer. Yeah. Try again. Give, give it another try, Mike. You can do better than that. Uh, I, don't know. I think I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say The Little Mermaid. Is it The Little or Littlest Mermaid? I can't remember. I think it's Little. It's Little. The Littlest Mermaid was the sequel. And it didn't do well. You couldn't see her. She no, it was, it was a, it was a, they say about movies on the big screen. Yeah. They brought this one out on the little screen and it was like, eh, I get it. We don't, we don't like it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to pick up. What is that? Is that a sea urchin or is that the mermaid? I can't I tell. So tiny. I don't know. Hey guys, let's, Hey, here's, here's what I'm thinking. So, so uh, back back to the the. Wait, the, I didn't even get to explain why I think the Little Mermaid. Go ahead, Shane's, Little Mermaid. Yeah, nobody nobody cares. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no. All right, Jim. Go ahead. Are you hiding something, Shane? No, I I I'm not allowed to answer anything. I, I, but I feel like Shane. I feel like you're just so way off base here. I don't want to. I just want to stop you. Well, hear me out. I feel like you. There's a certain part of you that has a thing for redheads. Am I am I close on that at all? You might be. So, I mean, Ariel is pretty redhead. This is, again, this is self-discovery for Shane. Go on. (laughs) Yes. Maybe I do. Let me tell you what you like, Shane. So, Ariel, redhead. I I do think at one point I may have heard Shane humming under the sea in the shower. And I'll... I'm not sure why you came in the shower with me. 
Oh, believe me, I would never come in the shower with you. <laughs> <laughs> Although in a Little Mermaid theme, it would there would be jellyfish on the on the floor of the shower. So, so I don't know who's right on that one. <laughs> Let's call that a draw. <laughs> but I will tell you about speaking of Little Mermaid. The first time we went to Disney World with the kids, and you guys have been there. There's the, the under the sea. The, See, Little I Mermaid told you thing. about under the sea. And you that. get your picture taken. With Ariel from Little Mermaid, uh-huh. how did how did she look? She looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a draw. I was not upset about sitting next to her in that picture. <laughs> I would have paid good money to be into her seat. <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of theme park, Mike. <laughs> yeah, if you ever been to Disney World, that doesn't work like that. The letter C. <laughs> yeah, we the, get it. We get no, it. Oh, you're there already. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you don't need to spell it out. We we get we get where you're coming from. So where are we at time-wise, Shane? How's it looking? Uh, we're over an hour, so that's about okay. our time limit. Because I, I don't have that much time to edit this, so no. uh, let's shut it down. I don't think there's anything to edit. I think Rap it's all it. solid. Rap solid it gold. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. You got our, our, close, our uh, outro music? Mark? You want to introduce uh, where we got this from? Yeah, so a few years back, we formed a three-man band. That band's name is uh, Vagina Stew. It's, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy weekend. We were, you know, we were down doing a show in Nashville. I guess you could call it, and uh, yeah, old uh, old Neckville, old Nash Vegas, hunkered down in a Holiday Inn and uh, wrote some tunes. Wrote wrote exactly no tunes. Oh, as I did, remember. We didn't. Okay, <laughs> I no. don't. This this band has been a long time coming. I don't. I can't name a, a single song that we've actually written or sang or or performed live. We started like twelve songs. I think we did. I think we know three chords. I think the same three chords comprise every song. But good news, fans, for, of Vagina Stew is that this record is actually starting to come together, and it's because of one of the one of the members of Vagina Stew has actually started to to learn how to play an instrument. That's true. So, which is key for a band. Key for a, a band like like Vagina Stew, who um, kind of prides themselves on just, on just not not practicing or rehearsing or recording anything, and just kind of showing up at places and then. It's very blowing, rock and roll. Blowing people's minds. Sounds reminiscent of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we're going to play you out with a song, an original song, for, for all I know. I don't know, but it's a beautiful song that was just sent to, to Jim Ayers today by our good friend of the show, Frank Matola, and founding member of Vagina Stew. And I uh, hope you've liked this episode of Cutting Weight this week. Thanks for stepping on the scale and cutting weight with us. Follow us. Instagram. Follow us. Instagram. Facebook. Twitter. Facebook. Cutting weight at Outlook.com. I have not got one email yet. Cutting weight at AOL.com and Netscape.com. And <laughs> or, just, also, or just write us a letter and put it in the mail. <laughs> write us a letter. Send it to Shane McNona Street. VFW Aurora. <laughs> Send it to the VFW in Aurora. I've got a post office box there. Anyway, enjoy your weekend, folks. I hope uh, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>